Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick continues the first message in the two-part Finishing the Game series. This message is entitled Running the Race and was taught at the Trinity Church of God Men's Conference in Winchester, Kentucky. On the last broadcast, Brother Rick taught us the first of five things that we need to know to prepare to run in a race, including the first of two things that we have to lay aside to run, and two qualities that are necessary to carry out the race. On this broadcast, he brings us the second thing we need to lay aside, and two more things that we need to do to prepare to run the race, including the two benefits of a team. He also asks, who have you made yourself accountable to in ministry? And now, here's Brother Rick. We need to understand our time. We need to have discernment, but that's not the only quality. Because some people can understand the time, they just don't know what they ought to do. In fact, you'll hear them downtown saying, boy, I've never seen a day like this. They ain't done a lousy thing, but they've never seen a day like this. They're not praying any more than they prayed five years ago, but they've never seen such a wicked generation. Never seen people so low morals and never seen people so bad off. And What about your prayer life? Well, I don't know. Somebody pray. See, the men of Issachar not only knew the time, they understood what God wanted to do. Man, oh man, God give us discernment and not only discernment, but give us direction so that we can change what we're able to discern. God give us the ability to be men that will raise up and come against things like we know we ought to. How many of you know the problem is the church has been asleep? It's been asleep while prayer was taken out of our school, while the laws changed and there was no longer Ten Commandments allowed. We were catching a nap while they were still in our racks. Are you listening? And here's the problem. When is it going to change? If some of us don't wake up. Paul speaking in Romans 13, 11 says, can we read that? It's high time to wake out of our sleep. Now I was raised in a huge family and I know the difference between time and high time. My mother used to come to the bottom of the steps and us boys was upstairs playing football in the bed with a rolled up sock. Each end of the bed was a gold line and we had had a Super Bowl every evening playing football in the bed, working our way through one another and touching the end of that bed. We we looked forward to going to bed. We weren't like most kids nowadays. We we ain't just go to bed because we weren't going to go sleep for hours. We were going to play. And my mom would come down the bottom of steps and she'd just gently say first few times, boys, time for you to go to bed. You hear me? Yeah, mom. We'd hold it down until we could hear her walk back through the house to her room. Whistle blow and we'd start back playing. And that happened two or three times. And then she'd come to the bottom of the steps and what would she say? Boys, it's... And let me tell you what high time was. The difference between time and high time, 
meant the next time she was not going to say anything. She was going to go into sign language. <laughs> you understand? You get my drift? Paul didn't say it was time. He said it's... Listen, what are we going to need as men to wake up, stand up, speak up, and be counted? Do we have to have another 9-11 do we have to have a couple more school shootings like we had in my community? Do we have to have murder here in Winchester? Killings and rapes? Burglaries? What, what is our wake-up call? Whew. Frightening, isn't it? Say this with me. Dress the game. Know the schedule. There's another thing I need to talk to you about, guys, and it's joining the team. See, here's a problem. The devil's using on us the oldest tactic of war, divide to conquer. Amen? Getting us to be by ourselves. See, these fellows here are huddled up. How many of those huddled up? You're stronger. We used to play this game where we'd lock arms and invite people to try to get through us. Y'all ever play that as kids? We didn't have G.I. Joes or any other thing for that matter. We just had to come up with our own games, and that's one of them. We'd lock arms and invite them to come through our line. We'd whip them clean back to the back of the church. They wasn't coming through us. You can't play that by yourself. You got to have somebody to lock arms with. See, Romans chapter 12, verse 5 says, So we've been many are one body in Christ. And every one of us are members of one another. Did you know God so designed us that even though we're men and we think we're independent, we cannot remain that way? Do you know every one of us have limits? And even though we'd like to act like we got it all together, how many of you know we really ain't? We need one another. But see, we've got this macho image that we can't say, I need you, brother. I'm going through a struggle. I want you to help me so I don't fall or drop to the time. I can't make it by myself, Bubba. I got to have you. You know, we can't do that. You know, women, they don't have any problem with that. They go to the bathroom in mass. But they do everything together. But when we are men, we can't do that. Are you listening, fellas? So the enemy gets us by ourselves. How many knows if a wolf's going to eat a sheep, what's the first thing he does? Huh? He gets him away from the flock. And so our independence becomes our demise. We want to do it alone. What is the first words God spoke to mankind? It is not good for... Look at your neighbor and say, it still ain't good for man to be alone. Still ain't good. See, what the enemy wants to do is separate us from one another. And there's some things you've got to understand. There's some benefits of a team. I, I love to use this acronym for team. Together, everyone accomplishes more. How many knows that if we work as a team, there's some benefits? Ecclesiastes chapter 4 is a powerful, powerful scripture. And I've taught on it many, many times when I'm teaching on teams. But one of the great things about teamwork is accountability. The ability to hold each other to an account. Now, understand that accountability is kind of a catchphrase anymore, and everybody kind of buys into it. We just don't practice it. Because, see, accountability 
has to be self-initiated. Nobody's going to hold you accountable. You're going to have to hold yourself accountable to somebody. Ain't nobody going to call you and read your mail and school you up or whatever you want to call it. You're going to have to submit yourself to somebody and say, you got the right to speak in my life. i got three men that are spiritual fathers to me. Dr. J.T. Parrish is a father to me. has been a father to me for a number of years. His son, David Parrish, is my pastor. And Brother Dale Yurton. Those three men have a right and they use it to speak into my life anytime they want to. You know why? Because I don't want to be like the man I shared about a while ago. I don't want to preach the gospel for over 30 years and become a castaway. Well, Brother Rick, why do you submit yourself to them? Because I'm smart. And I know that it ain't good for me to be alone. And if I'm alone, I become prey for the enemy. Who's got the right to rattle your chain? Shake your cage. Get in your face. Ask you about things. I never will forget, Brother Billy. I went to Belarus with Brother Dale Yurton. How many of you brothers know Brother Dale Yurton? Oh, he's an awesome man of God. In fact, he sounds like you think God would sound. He's got this booming, deep voice, you know. If he was preaching tonight, he'd say, open your Bibles. And it would just rumble through this place, deep. I mean, him just saying hello makes you go into fear and trembling. I mean, he's a powerful man. Powerful man. We went to Belarus, and in Belarus, it's kind of a capital for prostitution. I've never seen prostitution as bad anywhere in the world. And in fact... Call girls was lining the sidewalk when we was going up to our motel room. We were there to hold a conference. It was horrible. In fact, when we got in the room, we traveled over together. When we got in the room, he went into the restroom. They called from the desk, wanted to know if we wanted some girls sent up. That's how bad it was in this city we were in. And uh, how many knows that when you're in a place where there's a stronghold, that thought battles your mind more than if you're in a place that's not? And and in fact, you've got to learn to kind of read your mind a little bit if you're going to travel around the world because you'll be in certain places and there'll be thoughts of you getting drunk and drinking alcohol and you ain't never even thought of that in 15 years. And you think, what in the world am I thinking about that for? And what it is is it's a territorial spirit speaking in, trying to get a stronghold in you like it does in a city. In fact, some of you need to even ride around your town and pray a little bit and see what strongholds hold your city. Because it's some of the same thoughts you battle in your mind. Are you listening to me? you got to learn to read that. And Man, I was over there and there was just thought after thought and I, I found myself just constantly repenting in church. I was just like, Lord, what's wrong with me? I just shaking my head. It was a horrible, horrible attack. Well, we finished the conference there and we flew to Frankfurt, Germany and we were in a motel and Brother Yurton was there and he'd, he'd been in taking a shower. He'd come out of the bathroom and he said, Brother Rick, I want to talk to you about something. I said, okay, what is it? What was your thought life like when we was in Minsk, Belarus? I don't think we want to talk about that. Lisa, Lisa, I don't want to talk about that. You may want to talk about that, but I've been trying to forget about that because I don't want to talk about that. Right in my face, he began to hold me accountable, brother. Begin to teach me some things. What I just taught you, he taught me that day. It was worth my trip to Belarus just to learn how to read the spirit that's over an area. He asked me a second question. I never will forget this because I thought it really sounded strange. He said, 
did you find yourself repenting all the time? And I said, yes. He said, you shouldn't have. I thought, I shouldn't have. All these thoughts was attacking my mind. He said, did you act on them? I said, no. I rebuked them. He said, understand that if the devil cannot get you to do the action, he'll just get you to buy the guilt. Hey, guys, that's worth you coming here tonight to learn. Now, sometimes the devil will tempt you, and he can't get you to do it, and you'll rebuke him, and he'll come around the other ear and hold you guilty. And you'll find yourself for the next hour focusing on yourself in another way and losing your focus on God. So those two principles was worth my trip. But the reason I say that is he had a right to challenge me. Who has a right to challenge you? Who have you made yourself accountable to? To talk to me, brother, when I need talking to you. Not only accountability, but support. Support. How many of you know we not only need people to hold us accountable and honest, we need people to support us in doing the things we ought to be doing. I not only have three spiritual fathers, I have a number of spiritual sons. And I've told my spiritual sons, anytime you talk to me and you want to, ask me how I'm doing with uh, the television. I mean television. Ask me whenever you talk to me how I'm doing. Because see guys, tonight I'll leave you and I'll go back to the motel room. And how many knows that they pop in everything they can to catch all these businessmen that's away from home? Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's afruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.